Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ayers on the Road. We're Richard and Linda Ayer. We're so happy to join you every week for Ayers on the Road. If nothing else, it keeps us up to date on our own selves. <laughs> it we, keeps us thinking and um, we think keeps one, us engaged. One thing true. we think is how did another week go by so fast? Oh my goodness. They just, <laughs> it seems like it just whips around every single week. It's crazy. So how are you feeling? Uh, this happens to be April Fool's Day. Linda, do you have anything you want to say? Oh my gosh. Our <laughs> granddaughter who... <laughs> Just got a call to be a missionary to serve in Chile this starting in July. We're so excited. And she sent us an Instagram this week. Two days ago. Actually, early with this boy hugging him and seeing how excited they are to be engaged ring. in the and ring. It said something about uh, so that the goal of a ring before spring came true. I mean, she really went all out. Well, the I, ring was pretty tacky. We should have known immediately. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I fell for it for a little while. I, I mean, didn't. She had about 88 comments. About three-fourths of them fell for it. <laughs> I <laughs> said, who was that guy? And she said, oh, it's just a friend of a friend I ran into. And yeah. I thought we'd just try a little joke. <laughs> Actually, I, I didn't fall for it for a minute because she doesn't really have a boyfriend. That would be really hard. <laughs> that would be pretty <laughs> hard. Engaged. Well, so springtime is really here, and it's a new month. And as you longtime listeners know, when it's a new month, we do a new twist on our gratitude journal. We hope a lot of you are participating either fully or at least partially on the whole idea of a gratitude journal is just, I don't, I, I've never met anyone, Linda, who tries, even tries to keep a gratitude journal and to try to think about what they're grateful for and to record it in some way. I've never met anyone who said, oh, that was a bad experience. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. We meet a lot of people who say, I wish I did it a little better. I wish I'd kept up with it a little more. But it just, it, you know, this powerful thing called gratitude, which makes us aware of so many things that we take for granted otherwise, I think personally that that's the best if you're asked the question, what is the opposite of gratitude? It's not really ingratitude. The opposite is just taking things for granted, just, you know, not appreciating things. Which we do every day, no matter how grateful we try to be, because it just is there. We, we've we been separated for a week. <laughs> yeah, and, that's um, right. We should have talked about that. Actually, that has made both of us more grateful for each other. <laughs> yeah. You know, I left walking out the door thinking, oh, this is going to be nice because sometimes <laughs> you're a little bit hard to live with just because there's now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this. And by the end of the week, I was like, oh, gosh, I should just really appreciate Richard more because, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. But truly, we don't appreciate a lot of things. You know, there's that that old phrase. uh, I don't know where it comes from, but it says there's nothing as exhilarating as being shot at and missed. In other words, when you when something happens in your life and you say, wow, 
I'm okay. Nothing really bad happened or, or I, I was worried and this worry didn't come to pass or whatever. And it makes us start thinking about how if only we could feel gratitude and happiness and, and if only we could feel with the same passion yeah, the we same feel when fervor. things go wrong. When, when things go wrong, we're so aware of what's wrong and we're so worried and we're so concerned and we have so much passion inside of us. Why can't we feel that? for things that are good. I mean, you can take the physical example, right? If you get up in the morning and and you have a pain somewhere, you think a lot about that pain or about that lack of comfort, but we don't think about all the other parts of our body that don't hurt. That don't hurt, <laughs> right. You're exactly right. Uh, just yesterday, we were, uh, day before yesterday, we were, I was talking to our son. He lives in Hawaii and I was in Hawaii with my sister, which was, a joy. It was so fun. That is great that you get to go away with your one and only sister. Each right. Month. But he once a year. Not, once not a year. Month. Sorry. Once a month. Let's <laughs> not let's not move it up. That would be bad. But our son, Jonah, was so worried about their son who had applied to 14 colleges. And there were so many worries about what's going to happen if you know, this and that and the other. And then what if no one takes him? And then he, <laughs> well, then he'll just do something else. Well, or, and what if lots of them take him? Then it'll be a big decision to have to make and have to go through all this stuff. And then um, yesterday they let him know that he's been accepted at Harvard. So that was his all number his one choice. kind of went yeah, away. Right. But <laughs> we're so grateful. I mean, it, it is it's just amazing what gratitude can do for you in one day can just turn you around and say, Oh, you know, what a relief. And we're so grateful. Well, and there's those times when something big like that happens. And of course you're grateful. I mean, you can't be anything other than grateful, but the, the skill of gratitude is something where you find things every day to be grateful for. You notice things that you had been taking for granted. You, and, and you not only feel grateful for them, you say that you're grateful. You offer thanks either to another person who facilitated or helped or who was material in that blessing or, most importantly, to God, being grateful to God. In fact, we, the, the book we base this, this little discussion on, the first week of every month, we try to talk about gratitude and putting a little new twist on it or thinking of it in a new way, because you have to stay conscious of gratitude. That's the whole point. But the book we base it on is our little, our little uh, thankful journal that we call Daily Thanks. Well, we do have to say that we're so grateful for Familius, our publishing publishing, company. It it just does family uh, publishing. And they have been so great to work with. And we did a book uh, just with uh, years ago with our thoughts and so on. And then they had somebody in house who actually organized this little book that gives you week. I mean, it did in the big book, but this is a very concise little way to do something different every month and to write it down, which we hadn't thought of. So we're grateful. That's right. Our our original book was called the thankful heart. And it was a, it was an in-depth book on some of what we're trying to talk about now, this, the, the skill gaining the skill of gratitude and how to practice it and how to hone it and get better at it and so on. And then, like you say, honey, someone said, well, 
that that's a limited that 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 will reach a limited amount of people. What will reach more people is just a journal, a gratitude journal, but not just a typical blank book that you write things in, but one that has a different section for each month and approaches gratitude a little different way each month. And we started the book off with the the, the opening page just really, I think, says it all. Gratitude doesn't lead to happiness. Gratitude is happiness in its most obtainable form. In other words, you can't just get up in the morning and say, well, you can. And a lot of people do did this with some effect where they say, I'm just making up my mind to be happy today. And that that's good, but it's so nebulous. Whereas if you wake up and say, I'm going to find things today, little things, things I normally don't notice, and I'm going to be grateful for them. That is happiness in its most obtainable form. So it's April. It is April, the month of Easter this year, and so many exciting things and spring and all kinds of things to be grateful for. And so here's the new twist for your gratitude journal for what you that are participating with us. It's what we're going to do this month. It's a little different approach. In fact, in a way, it's maybe the most different approach in all the months of the year because we call the month of April asking. We're going to be focusing on what we're asking God for and asking others for as a as sort of a twist or a it's sort of the antithesis it's sort of the mirror image of being thankful and and they really go together honey because a lot of times if you ask for something and you receive it or even sometimes as you're asking for it you realize you already have it to some extent that begins to feed into gratitude right so let's explore what asking is and why it's so special and such a rare talent. You know, you've heard it said that uh, answers, especially in today's world, are a dime a dozen. You can Google anything. You can find answers instantly. But a good question is rare and takes a lot of thought and leads to a lot of good things. So let's let's just introduce this by reading a little bit to you and then commenting on it. If you are a parent, you want your children to ask, because the more they ask, the more likely they'll be to receive what you give. And a wise child learns that to ask is to praise, which prompts the parent to give more. Let's think about that for a minute. Let's let's start this off with the family context, okay? And any parent knows that it's a golden moment when a child asks you something, whether it's a, you know, how something works or how, what should I do? Or, you know, uh, how, can I have this? All questions potentially, although that last one, can I have, can I have, can I have, <laughs> can get a little old. Yeah. But, but to treat a question as an opportunity, as a teaching moment, as you know, it releases you, it changes the chemistry. If you want to teach your child something and you go up and say, I'm going to teach you something, pay attention, learn, that's a very different chemistry than if the child asks about it and now it's his initiative or her initiative and you're filling them in. And that last thing you read, a wise child learns that to ask is praise. When you ask 
when a child asks you for something, that means they respect your opinion. They, they believe you can teach them something. And especially when a child asks for advice, that is a, a golden moment for a parent. Right, exactly. And sometimes it doesn't happen enough, and maybe because we already offer the advice too much. Yeah, too soon. Let's go on. Uh, the same equation in chemistry applies with the parent that we call God. And what foolish child would not avail himself of the source of exploding sunsets? Asking is not the opposite of thanksgiving. It is the complement and the other half of the formula. Christ always coupled the equation, ask and receive. Isn't that, that is interesting? Yeah. So that's what we're really trying to say here is that asking and being thankful are not the two different parts of a prayer or the two opposite sides of an equation. They really are the promoter and the trigger of each other. And so, and Christ made that clear, ask and you shall receive. So the key to receiving and receiving well is to ask the right question and then to be grateful for the answer that comes, right? Yeah. In fact, I, as I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking how interesting it is that we, instead of, as when a child has a problem, instead of calling them saying, this is this is the answer. Yeah. Just ask more questions. Just start asking more questions. And then they feel ask like you're back. really listening yeah. and that you're really interested in what their problem That's is. That's so powerful. And so often uh, when someone asks us something, we're just looking for the right answer, especially our child. Ask a question, you give them the answer. How much better if we use the power of that question and just turn it back to the child? Well, what do you think, honey? Well, what do, you, what do you think might be the answer to that? And, and make it a discussion for a while. And a lot of times when you do that, you find out the child knows a lot more than you thought he did. Right. And you learn a lot more, too, because you, right. you say, but why do you want this? Why, what's behind what you're asking? And it really is helpful. So the power of questions, that's what we're going to be getting into today. And we're going to culminate this with a challenge to you of a different kind of thing to write in your gratitude journal during the month of april every day in the month so hang on we have a short break but we'll be right back with some specifics welcome back to ayers on the road here's richard and linda ayer and we're back here are some specific things that you can do when you're asking. But let's read, let's go a little deeper into the theory. And again, what we're talking about here is, is comparing a child-parent conversation on, in an earthly scale with a child talking to his heavenly parent and making sure that we all understand that the same chemistry of asking and receiving applies to both in his universe capitalized and it is his there is agency and since that is his gift he does not violate it if he were to take the initiative and simply give us what we need and what we would like to give what he would like to give everything he has 
he would pilfer our agency and leave us as dependent dole dwellers. I mean, this concept of agency that God practices with his children and that we as parents try to practice with ours, that's what makes the, the idea of asking even more pivotal, because if God is going to respect our agency and not just initiate things with us, I mean, that's, we believe that's the reason we came to this earth, is to learn how to think and grow and develop and progress on our own. And so he doesn't just dole out the answers. He knows everything we need. He waits for our agency to cause us to ask him. Right. So going on, so he commands, he commands, ask, A-S-K, because that is our initiative and the exerciser of our agency. And it leaves him free to give without robbing us of our agency and to enrich our lives without impoverishing, impoverishing our will, <laughs> impoverishing, impoverishing <laughs> our will. Thank you. Someday, some say, some say, don't ask too much or don't ask for too much. We say, ask more and ask and ask for more, because that is what God says repeatedly in Holy Rip. Ask. May we may be the most frequently repeated admonition in all the scriptures. You know, when back when we were mission uh, president in London and we were interviewing missionaries every month, one elder came in one day and said to me, President, what do you think? And this is before the days of, you know, computers and the ability to total up things instantly with the click of a keyboard. He had to do this manually, and he had done it. And he said, what do you think is the most frequent admonition in all of Scripture? And I this is an interesting elder. He always had a question like that. I said, I don't know. I, I would guess it has something to do with love. And he said, no, that's second. The admonition to love is the second most frequently repeated admonition in all of Scripture. What do you think the first one is? And I said, you tell me. And he said, ask. God in scripture admonishes us to ask more frequently than any other admonition given. And that's pretty powerful because if you think of what we're just saying now, honey, the minute, and that's what we want our children to do. Ask if we could, if we were giving our kids commandments, we're not suggesting that (laughs) that would be number one, ask because then you'll receive, then we'll have this interplay between us. So ask is the most frequently repeated admonition in scripture. Let's go on. Is redundancy a way of drumming? It's necessary is necessity. Yeah. By the redundancy is a way of just drumming. It's necessity. We have to ask. We have to ask. Could failure to follow become our greatest eternal embarrassment? That's a good question. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, we believe in sort of a forward nation. And if we never ask, what if we're climbing the wrong mountain? What if our ladder's leaning against the wrong wall? What if we're not asking God often enough to know where we're going? Some children asking consistently prompt a parent to start saying no. And it can be the same with God. Is it the same with God? Or is there a built-in rerouting switch? that circles our prayer back and alters and adjusts it. I think that's so interesting. Prayer is a self-correcting 
mechanism. If you start praying and, and you're diligent and you're thoughtful and you're humble in your prayer and you're asking for something that's the wrong thing, I think there's a there's a beautiful sort of thing that happens and you start altering, you start feeling this is the wrong direction. I have to correct it. I have to ask in a little different way for a little different thing. And that circles our prayer back and alters it and adjusts it, causing us to ask just what he, God, wants us to, unlocking the very door he wants us to pass through. Almost always a surprise and almost always at least with later perspective, better. We may not understand why the thing we're asking for doesn't quite feel right, but as we pursue it and as we tune it and as we get it to be something that feels right to ask, later on we'll see that was the right question. And this answer that I didn't even think was an answer actually is the best thing that could have happened. Yeah, I'm thinking about those people who are listening that may have a five-year-old that say, I want this. Can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? And you get so it's just like, no, 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 no. Um, But you get when you start thinking about it, you come up with a better answer than no, too. I mean, so you say no, because and no, because let's but maybe later or, you know, something instead of just all the no, no, no's. Let's finish this little poem. I think it'll it'll give you more of a feeling for that. Um, sometimes the best way to start, we're talking about prayer here. Sometimes the best way to start is just to sit still, cup your face and relish the answers. But if God or one of his parent children, there are some things no one gets tired of being asked advice, opinion, input, suggestions, honest questions. You can't ask too many honest questions. Right. And if you're wishing your children would ask you some honest questions about what they're dealing with, it's a good idea to start asking them questions instead. And you finally get around to the real point. So here's the thing is asking a weak is it a weak thing? Is it an admission of need, of dependency? If I have to ask questions, it, it admits I'm lost. Is that the idea? No, it is the strong, honest, humble vulnerability that invites love so that sometimes when we pray, our hearts know that we are heard as though a hole has opened directly into heaven. And that's probably happened to all of us. Sometimes it takes a lot of asking to make it happen. So this is a tough challenge, Linda. This may be the, the, you know, the first, the first month, the challenge is just to write down something you're grateful for every day. This is getting harder now because here's the challenge. Let it, let us read it to you very slowly. And as we do for the month of April, let us kind of commit ourselves to it. Right. So, This month, practice asking. Practice the creative formulation of a good question. Ask someone something every day this month. And in prayer, ask for one thing you truly think you need. 
write each day's mortal and divine question in this book. Along with the answers you receive, notice the improvement in questions and answers by the end of the month. So that's quite a challenge. I mean, you don't have a book sitting in front of you, but you can do something. Hopefully you've got a gratitude journal or someplace to do this. And the challenge, we're going to accept this. We're going to do it. We'll report back to you in a month when we do another episode on on this whole idea of the gratitude journal. But the challenge is every day to do ask two questions and record them. One is you're asking someone else something, another, another person, another human, another mortal, and write it down what it is. Now, let's come back to that in a minute. But the second thing is a specific request or question or something you're asking God for something you've thought about and that you decide in your prayer to ask for. Now we ask a lot of things in prayer. That's just part of prayer is asking a lot of things. But the challenge this month is focus on one thing you're asking for very specifically and write it down in your gratitude journal. Now, Linda, what would, what would, let's give some examples. What what would be the kind of thing you might ask another person every day? You've got to ask a question that that may sound easy, but what, what might it be? What kind of thing? Well, uh, we have a daughter who's getting ready to go on a big trip for spring break and it's complicated and so on. I'm thinking I could ask her what I could do to help. Yeah. You know, what can I do to help? And what, what, what are you really doing? You know, what, what are the details and so on so that I know more about it? What are you worried about on this trip? And she's worried about a lot. Yeah. What are you concerned <laughs> about? Playing connections. Are there some the logistical yeah. challenges? And yeah. But probing, what, do you, and what do you expect to accomplish uh, by doing this? What are your hopes and so on? And I'm sure she has this all in her mind, but it would be nice for me to, to know. know. And, yeah. and a lot of times one, one good question leads to what? More questions, more detailed sub-questions and so on. Right. And that's how we come to know what other people are thinking and what they're feeling. Maybe the simplest thing to ask every day and, and to do it in a different way. than we, There's a question we ask almost every day that we don't really mean. I hate to say it, but we say, how are you? How are you doing? I say, I say that a lot. I say, how are you doing? Hi, Bill. How are you doing? Yeah. And, and it's really what I'm just saying is hi. But wouldn't it be great if once in a while you, we looked at someone a little longer and, and paused and said, no, no, Bill, really, how are you doing? How, how's it right. going since you had that surgery or how, how's it been now that you're an empty nester or, you know, just some question that really, really is a question. Right. Exactly. I just, um, and it just takes focusing on it. You yeah. know, I mean, so my, our daughter Sadie asked me yesterday, can you take us to the airport? Yes. But uh, yes, I'll be glad to take the airport. And I said, I'll be there early to help a little bit. And then as we've been talking, I'm thinking, why didn't I ask her some more? They're going back to her husband's mission field in Guatemala, where he spoke Ketchi or some crazy language. They're going back to that village and so on. There's so much to know. And sometimes we just don't think to ask because we're busy with our own life. So, so, and, and the idea of trying to record that every, every day for a month, what it is, is the practice. We're, we're getting better at asking questions and really meaning those questions. And so I'm going to do it, Linda. I'm going to write down the best, at the end of the day, the best question I've asked that day. 
And if I haven't asked a good one by the end of the day, I'm going to call someone and ask them. <laughs> or I may ask you one. I may, you may be my default position. I may have to think of a question I've never asked you before so right. I can get something written in my journal. Right. But then the second part is that we really want need to ask God for something. Yeah. And are about something. I mean, so that we can really get answers. And Sometimes it's not just, just help me to have, please, please uh, help me to have a good day tomorrow. It's, it's, it's not just a request. It's a question. What, what can I do to yeah. help Sadie, you know, or whatever it is, because so, so often we just get up and think, okay, what do I have to do today? Okay. Oh, we're going to go, we're going to do it. We're going to get it done. Yeah. But we don't think, we don't realize we have some help from heaven and we can get some help if we ask. Maybe the default question is, what, what do you want me to do today, God? Maybe, yeah. Is there something today yeah. that I'm supposed to do? Right. Or the, quest, the request as I go through the day, help me to see the things I need to do. Right. So we've just come from a month of thank yous, of thanking people and so on. Um, thank you for this. Thank you to a person or for something. And that's easy. This is really does require some more thinking, yeah. a little harder thinking. Let us add a little promise, and it's to ourselves as well as to you. If you'll do this diligently, if you'll really try to come up with a good question for someone every day during this month and a really specific question to God, and if you'll write those down at the end of each day, the promise is, number one, by the end of the month, you'll, you'll have improved your skill or your aptitude for asking good questions. And number two, the important one, you'll get a lot of answers. We will. And the people that we love will know that we really are concerned about them and thinking about them. Yeah. We get so wrapped up in our own lives, sometimes it's hard for them to realize that. So, Final thought, why do you think? I think people don't ask questions very much. Maybe it's because of the old adage, beware of what you ask for, for you will get it. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. So we'll leave you with that. But good luck. We we'll, we'll hope you're doing this with us. Maybe not as diligently because we are, our words were sunk. But we really got to do it. Um, we committed ourselves. We have committed We're going to write it in our books. We'll share some of them with you the first week of next month first right. week of may right so good luck and thanks for listening in on ours on the road today have we'll a great april it's linda's birthday month should thanks. be a great one for Easter us. Month. so many beautiful things happen in april so good luck and we hope to see you next time on ours on the road bye-bye